All right, Reb, listen to this. Okay. Do you hear that? I do hear that. What's that? What's that sound like? Sounds like mylar. I took some notes. Oh, you took some I, notes. I put a, I put a pencil on a paper. Can oh, you believe? It? Oh my goodness, Taylor, what's happening? <laughs> this is mostly to keep me talking about that, which shall not be named this yes. evening. Yes, that thing that's happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not going to talk about that thing. Nope. Plenty <laughs> of other people are talking about that thing. We're not going to talk about that thing. No. Nope. That thing. That that thing. Dang. Nope. Not talking <laughs> about it. Because Rob, you know you better watch out. What are we going to talk about tonight, Rob? Mm, we could talk about things that we think are cool. Let's talk about that cool maker shit. I just turned. Is this working? Yeah, you need to suck to work out some technology there. I'm good. I turned my phone on, and I just mm-hmm. am recording myself right now, and I'm going to post this to our new, we're jumping on board 2008 right now, the new, our Twitter account. Hey. So, so Reb, today, yes. our challenge tonight is we're not going to edit this this uh, recording, right? Nope, we're not editing it. <laughs> nope, not editing it. So, should we... Should we should we start right now then? Yes. We should. <laughs> yes. Okay. Boop. Yes. We've begun. Yes. So Twitter Twitter.com. We are we are um we have a Twitter account. I just have to shout it out right now. We are Opposable Pod because that seemed like the easiest thing to say into a microphone. Mm-hmm. Opposable Pod. Uh, f- give us a follow over there. We will try to make it as interesting as possible. You should be skeptical of a Twitter account run by a podcast, but we'll do our yep. best to sell you mattresses. Smash and- that subscribe button. Yes. Yeah, maybe we should just hand out the password to the Postable Thumbs Twitter account and let other people do what they they want with it. That would be the Rob Ray method. <laughs> you, you, my friend, have given out more of your house keys than any <laughs> human true. on this earth that I know. That's true. That's that's a very good point. At least twenty or more of my house keys at one point were in, were in circulation. It was like a alternative form of currency in Chicago. You could like yeah yeah, you could get some credit at a Did- store with my key. Did uh, did any um, negativity ever come from your open-handed house key habit, or was it just all positivity? None. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you, you put it in the universe, Rob. Yeah. Look at you, man. Yeah. At least that I know of. You know, after I moved out, who knows who who just like opened the door and walked on in? But we'll see. I just walked by Dead Tech today. Oh my gosh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I live I, I live close by, and and I was wondering when I was over there. This is kind of a thread for the Chicago set, but um, did you ever know what the deal was with that Adidam or whatever that thing was called, that like movie yeah. church that was on your block? What yeah, it was an story? ashram temple. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Yeah, that thing was like OG, like ashram temple, and uh, just kind of fell apart, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's still there with its reading room and everything. It, oh, really, really, yeah. There was, um, mm-hmm. a, you know, I, I don't know much about those forms of religious practice <laughs> but um there was a kind of guru-y person who would occasionally show up and that would cause a stir uh and then they would go yeah. quiet again yeah yeah you and you and i have been talking about uh 
working on our podcast, one of, one of the things that we're doing is reaching out for editing help. We mm-hmm. are, and we have this editing help. Yeah, Rob, you've uh, you've edited roughly a hundred hours of this thing, and oh my I can tell you were um, uh, it was a, it was becoming a bit of a, of a marathon. Yeah, editing takes a long time. And mm-hmm. um, Taylor, do you know Jason uh, socially? Soliday, have y'all met? Probably. I, I must have seen him in passing. I mean, yeah. of course, I know you and John Satram, and the three of you were in a band together, yeah. right? Yeah, Jason Soliday. He's not editing this episode because we're just putting out this tiny old thing. But um, mm-hmm. so I met Jason. Uh, at the empty bottle i think for the first time mm-hmm. and um we were interested in the same music and it was just like one of the things you're just like wow i just feel like i hung out with somebody who i knew for like five years you know and uh we've been friends ever since and so it's cool that he's come on to edit the podcast yeah i mean he is like a sound how do i put it jason is deeply committed to the craft of sound manipulation uh he has put out dozens of records he's mastered people i mean he's he's what they call a badass and uh it's awesome that he's he's taken on our podcast to do a little yeah jason welcome aboard thanks a lot yep oh taylor speaking of your mic just cut out oh i i pulled my mic down so that i could belch because i'm drinking a beer (laughs) nice nice (laughs) did you did you (laughs) i thought i was all smooth about it too yeah yeah it just went like but that's cool Oh, interesting. It made some noises when yeah. I did that? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. That was less cool. Than I, that's weird because I was just uh, changing it in Audacity. I wonder what the uh, deal yeah. is. Oh, huh. yeah. Uh-huh. That is weird. I, I do also wonder about USB-C, mm. which has been around mm. for a little while now. Have, have you noticed that your USB-C ports are aging non-gracefully and with great speed? USB-C? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or do you, are you not rocking the USB-C? I only use USB-C on my work computer. And um, I have a USB-C card reader that really, like literally every day, the only thing I want to do with it is take it out, throw it on the ground, and stomp it into as many small pieces as I can. Oh, yeah? It's so crappy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The whole system is crappy. I'm not sure if it's actually the reader's fault, but certainly there's a lot to Mm -hmm. be better about that system and then there's a few other things you know uh, my monitors like USB-C to HDMI that kind of thing but I haven't um mm-hmm. oh you know sorry I take that back I, I use USB-C with my phone and stuff you know quick charging all that good stuff yeah mm-hmm. uh, but that's it I don't I don't have any um like like I don't have like any good like peripherals that I use that are USB-C all the time I'm just finding that the ports on my laptop are already getting real sloppy and the oh. uh, power cable can just fall out interesting without really yeah i didn't think about that yeah 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 Mm -hmm. that's 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 that sucks (laughs) that's like not what we want when we're buying fancy computers these days it's the port to like just stop holding the thing it's holding Mm -mm. you know i mean like we got we got rid of that like way back in the 70s right when you would like have those remember they had like the parallel ports and stuff you had like the screw screw them yeah Yeah. you had screw screw downs on each side and then like for sure those printer ports those really big ones you had like this like wire kind of a loop that you would go like clank clank on either side parallel oh yeah kind of springy yeah yep a hinged spring now here we are with our pressure fit things that aren't aren't worth a darn oh la ti da yep well, Rob, in an effort to um, keep everyone's mind off yes. the inevitable, that's right. That's right. I think we talked about just bringing a bunch of cool shit yep. to the table that we were thinking about right that's now. That's right. Burr, 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 burr. Cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. Rob, you're in a, you're in a singular mood tonight, and I'm very excited about it. I don't know. It. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't, you know, I took some, I took some, I took some uh, allergy medicine earlier this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully embracing my hedonist lifestyle with, with not just a Claritin, but a Claritin D, a half of a, of a Claritin D24. Oh, um, Rob, you're on the D? Yep. You should have told me. Yeah. Drink some water. Do you want to hear you a know? good a good drug quip? Get to a safe space. Taylor, I have, sure. a, good, I have a good drug <laughs> quip uh, before okay. we dive in. But this is about good feelings because it's about, it's about, it's about, um, a, you know, pharmacological enhancement, you know, at the yeah. rave or whatnot. And uh, mm-hmm. he had this great thing that he told me. He was like, people would be like, I don't, I, I don't want to say, but he was like, he was just a, a person I knew, a friend, and he would be. People okay. would be like, "Oh, I think you know, maybe I should only take half a pill." And he would mm-hmm. be always be like, "No, no, man, no." They put that split down the middle of the pills, not so you could take a half, but so you could take one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that quote. It's so yeah. good. It's yeah, like for the that's, ages. It's so wise and also Rem- like about usability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. W- was that spoken aloud and? Let me guess, 1997? Yep, yep. Oh, I did it. Yep. Did I get it right on the money? Pretty darn close, yeah. Yeah, pretty close. What song was playing in the background oh, man. when that was said? It was too loud and distorted to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait were, you, were you in Chicago? You weren't in Chicago until like 99, right? I, w- I first arrived in Chicago in 94, five, five, right in there. So, so where was that positioned relative to Chicago's dominance in house music? Or did that get started in the 80s? That did get started in the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, it had a kind of, it's had, you know. Knuckles uh, like, in the gang. Yeah, a couple different resurgences, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then like, you know, rave culture kind of came along and introduced lots of, you know, um, people who were into rock and roll or into other forms of music, in, into electronic mm-hmm. music. Um, yeah uh so I, i'd say i'm like maybe third wave <laughs> i don't know i don't know what so i'm sure it's, i'm sure it's, simon reynolds you know this writer he's an interesting person he he writes mm-hmm. a lot about in a in really interesting way about electronic music but um he probably would know like what what those different waves are but i was definitely in the mid-90s wave because i was like a, a punk rocker up until that time it's like debating feminism yes totally yeah or coffee yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh anyway yep Electronic music, right. that is a thing that makes me happy. I'll say that. Are you ready to hear some cool shit from my list? Bring it. So I, I have a number of things I want to talk about. What, a couple of things from um, previous guests on the show. So Ronnie Gonzalez yes. just uh, started out his podcast he called The did. Rojo Basement. He did. And um, I wasn't familiar with the platform he's using. What was it again, Rob? Do you recall? Let's check it out. I got the I email will, Google it while we're talking, but it was on it was on some new podcast aggregator that I was unfamiliar with. I've only listened to a part of his first episode, but I gathered that he talks to I think a high school friend who he'd lost contact with, and then the guy had been um, jailed for murder incorrectly. He was innocent, and so Ronnie interviews him about that whole process that's, and catchbacks it. That's great. Just back up with him. It's in my uh, it's in my queue, but I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm excited. And I, we'll spell it really quick, just so people who want to check it out. It's the Rojo Basement, T H E R O J O B A S E M E N T. Ronnie G in the house. His he he is a person who has many stories, so his podcast is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um yeah, I'm only part way through it, but um yeah, it was he he said that he was inspired by hearing us do it because I I think and this is not to toot our own horn, but I mm. think he thought, well, shit, if those guys can do it, then I could do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, yeah. which is yeah. exactly the kind of vibe we want to put out there. Totally, yeah. Like the DIY DIT ethos is. It's yeah, I think that's what's really great about podcasting is it's like a zine, like anybody can do it. Um, mm-hmm. Anchor.fm is the URL. Is that what you're thinking? Of? There you go. Yeah, you beat me to it. Don't know that one. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so what else Ronnie did that, but then also uh, with uh, previous guests, uh, Hung Nuo, ah, who yeah. um, we had on way back in the day. She was yep. the one that gave us the whiteness challenge, That's which right. really uh, good. terrified us and made us grow. Yes, really but good. But she just got a um, an unrestricted $50,000 three arts grant. Oh, great. Um, along with my colleague, Fo Wilson at Columbia. Ah. I think there were three people that got it, but this is like a new arm of three arts. Three arts is specifically supporting uh women people of color uh, people with disabilities and so on that rules yeah but so yeah she just got a huge grant and that's uh, good for her good job that's so cool good job Hung. yeah i mean hung's work is so great um it's and it's so um it's so broadly scoped but also so deeply hung you know like it's like mm-hmm. i never would know i never kind of quite know what form it will take but as soon as i see it i'm like yep there it is you know it's really nice Hung, Hung's first work that I saw were these really great felted and aluminum foil capacitors. They're really great. Oh, interesting. The, the one that I always think of, she made a giant felted spacesuit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And had her uh, yep. her husband running around in the lakeshore in it. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Felt. So, wait, why don't you give me some stuff? We'll, we'll trade back and forth. This is a website I have not yet checked out, but it's um, really poking me in a, in a nice way. Um, it's called, mm-hmm. it's called Chi- Chimera, but it's, uh, because it's a math website, it's X-I-M-E-R-A, <laughs> Chimera. It's, uh, Ohio State University, I think. And, um, it's about making math more interesting to learn. I won't say easier. I won't say more fun, but more interesting. And, uh, they just put Calc 1, 2, and 3 up. And, um, Calculus 1 was a thing I really, um... It's like one of the things in my life that I spent like every ounce of my energy on for a very extended amount of time and made it through and really came out the other side really wowed by math. But calculus, I feel like how it's been taught in the past has not served very many people well. And so perhaps this might rub you the right way. Uh, so it's uh, X-I-M-E-R-A dot O-S-U dot E-D-U. Check well, it. that's cool. It's got a really nice interface. Really too. nice. Yeah, really nice interface. Yeah, really cool. What you got? Uh, I've got a I've got a movie suggestion. Oh, nice! So for some reason, I got onto a Bollywood kick, and Ooh. I was looking at the. Um, I I feel that you know if you have Prime and Netflix and stuff, it's really easy just to allow the system to suggest things to you, and then there's this generally this giant batch of international movies that will never bubble up unless you really go looking for them. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's one way I've heard about in the. I think in the New York Times, I was reading an article about wine, and they said you should you should actually always pick wine from places that aren't known for wine, because if it made it to the United States, it's probably pretty good. Oh, you know? okay. Um, so similarly, I was watching this uh, Bollywood movie that, uh, to, to anyone who's a fan of that kind of cinema, will come as no surprise at all, but it's the series Bahubali, so it's uh, B-A-H-U-B-A-L-L-I, but it's just absolutely bonkers 
and um, not as much singing and dancing as in the average Bollywood movie, which I appreciated. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but it had this just like super hilarious and bizarre story about this sort of strong man who climbs up a mountain and goes and rescues his uh, birth mother and so forth. But oh. I'm, I'm trying to think like what the best example is to be without giving anything away. So it's either Bahubali 1 or 2, where one of the big finales has to do with groups of armored men. So it's a period piece. Okay. Groups of armored men with shields, and eight of them all hold hands and have their shields on the outside, like on their backs or something. And then they bend these palm trees over and launch themselves as a unit at a castle, <laughs> like, like as opposed to catapult stones or something. And that's how they, they breach the defenses. But the, the, the whole thing is sort of full of those kind of magical realism moments. So I, I was I was entertained by that. That's cool. Wow. That's wow. That's cool. Let's see. I, you know, Bollywood, I don't know. I don't know much about it. I've, I see it. I, there's an Indian restaurant I quite like in LA. That I go to yeah, moderately frequently. Mm-hmm. And they're always playing these really great um, elaborate dance scenes and stuff. And um, it's really quite something, you know, just um, how, how over the top it must be to try to coordinate something like that. Uh, it's really, yeah. and, and, and like the wire work and stuff is really cool. There's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Taylor, let's see. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, I have a thing. Let's see if I can find it. I can just keep doing my list if yeah, you yeah, please, to search. Yeah, yeah, please do. Please do. Uh, so I think on a previous podcast, I was talking about this service, Remote It. So remote.it. Yes. Yep. Uh, for use controlling Raspberry Pis via the terminal anywhere in the world without having to open up ports which I feel like is kind of scary on the one hand, like it's uh-huh, very uh-huh. convenient, but then you also think, well, geez, am I just undercutting security all over the place? But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in any case, um, I've been working on a collaborative sculpture with former guests, um, Kay Dard and Jay Stephen Lee. And yes. um, we just had our first big successful live fire test. So Kay wired up a bunch of um, stuff from poofersupply.com, a uh, regrettable name, but a, a great place to look if you're into... Really good, yeah. ...digital control of propane. And um, yeah, so she had that thing sitting in uh, West Virginia, and then the idea is that I should be able to control it, or Stephen could, you know, from wherever, although we didn't get our Ethernet cable in in time, so I had to sort of uh, jury-rig a script that would just fire off this valve every 60 seconds uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah we got really controlled bursts of flame and so we're uh, we're well on our way with that project so uh more to come on that on that topic so i have a, i just want to confirm something about the project um mm-hmm. your test was i saw a little bit of it on the internet someone i think it was k maybe someone has a thing that is the hardware which is maybe propane and some sort of igniter and you're able to trigger it remotely over the internet. Is that right? Yeah. So, so there's a Raspberry Pi making it go. Okay. And then that thing has to be plugged into the internet for this to work. Um, and then you dial in with remote it or the um, other alternative I was just developing was the most recent version of VNC viewer, which also lets you do the same thing, but with a graphical oh, cool. desktop. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this stuff has come a long way since I first was playing with the Raspberry Pi. Um, so Cave figured out the sort of routing system where you've got your propane tank, which is known as the accumulator, and then it's got this big pipe coming just vertically right out of the spout. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you, you in the middle of the spout, you interrupt that with a solenoid 
that uh, when it is non-energized, it is closed. So gas does not pass through. Okay. But, but then you go around that with a little pipe that has its own regulator on it, which gives a steady drip of propane all the way to the top. So it bypasses the valve. Um, so the idea right now is that you light that on fire and it's kind of like setting a barbecue grill to low and having it, you know, ignited. And then when, um, the raspberry Pi decides via Python to go, it, it sends a signal to the pin that's controlling the valve and then opens it for a certain amount of time. So in our case, a quarter of a second, and then that bursts a bunch of propane past what is effectively a pilot light and causes a big, you know, controlled burst. That's cool. Whoa. Dare I ask what um, or should will that be later revealed? Like what the what the next step is? Like what's the next? How will it manifest later? Uh, the the next step is hooking it up to a sort of monumental set of words that say "fine with this" in a uh, nod to uh, that this is fine. Okay. Meme. Okay. And um, yeah, so Kay has a lot of drilling and fabrication to do, so she's been really hauling ass on that uh-huh, stuff, uh-huh. which unfortunately we can't help with from afar. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, I was hoping we could get that going before the, uh, election, but you know, everybody's life is complicated right now, so it's going to get done when it gets done. But, uh, yep. I, I get the impression we'll have no shortage of problems next uh-huh. week, no matter what. <laughs> nice. I have a podcast to share, Taylor. Yeah. It's called hot new tech, hot new dot It's two people, uh, Judith and Rishali. They have this really great kind of scorecard, I guess might be the best way to put it, that they apply to technologies or technological concepts. Um, it comes out every two weeks, uh, just like opposable thumbs. And um, I'm trying to find the scorecard. Let's see. It's really, it's really cool because it's, they sort of score these different aspects of the technology on a scale of, um, I guess zero to 10. I've never heard of zero. So maybe it's one to 10, but um, uh, I'll just list a few of the things that they pick. Like, uh, do you know G- GPT-3? Do you know this thing? GPT-3, the thing that's going to kill us all. <laughs> Whoa, I just got some really weird uh, audio on top of oh, you there. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, no, go, go oh, ahead. yeah, cool. Or like, um, or different, like um, maybe like JavaScript tools, like, or like LogRocket. So just different technologies that are out there. Twilio is the thing I've done a project with. Uh, 3JS, which is a you know um, uh, graphics library for JavaScript uh, for three-dimensional stuff, D3, and mm-hmm. so they, but their just approach is so cool. And they reviewed the the most recent thing they reviewed was um, Tone.js, which I learned about from them. And Tone.js is a really cool um, JavaScript like web audio framework for creating interactive music that will play in the browser. And mm-hmm. so you can just make these really cool little like, like little cool, weird sounds. Uh, and some of them are even quite, quite fancy if you wanted to do that uh, right in the browser. And it's super fun. You hit the run button and it, and they just go, you know, you have to kind of do a few permissions things, but it's, um, it's really good. Tone.js. So that's a twofer, I guess. Tone.js. And that is via the um, Hot New Tech podcast, which is, I'm really enjoying. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I've been really getting into a new Gimlet podcast called Resistance. Have you heard that? Yes. One? Uh, super yeah, good. They really put put the Gimlet sauce on that one. Yeah, yeah, those uh that whole organization really knows what it's yep. doing. I I feel like Gimlet and um 
This American Life have both really been making a big effort to bring in people of mm-hmm. color for doing for production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been it's been cool to see those stories expanding in that yeah. way. Yeah, Resistance Podcast is really good. That that narrative arc is superb. In that in one of the episodes, mm-hmm. the one about mm-hmm. I won't say much, but it's about a, a person who essentially just got home and thought he was going to have a normal night, and then it really went sideways on him. Uh, cops show up at his door and say, you've got to come with us. We have a warrant. And he knows, you know, he's a an, an informed yep. protester. Yep. So he says, great, slide it under the door. Uh-huh. And they say, well, it's not here uh-huh. yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and this launches, you know, hours and hours of intimidation and so yep. forth. It's which he's live streaming from inside his apartment. It's yeah. great. It's just totally gripping. Yes, it's totally gripping. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. Should we do each do maybe one or two more? Yeah, I think the the only other things I had are um, I'm getting into experimenting with press fit parts on a 3D oh, printer. That's right. I had a question for you about that. Yes, please, please, please inform us. Um, so I'm messing around with. Well, I guess I can mention another thing too, which is Open Builds. I can't remember if it's .com or .net or whatever, but Open Builds um, has their own designs for aluminum extrusion that plays nicely with uh, these little Delrin bearings, kind of like uh, skate bearings. Oh, okay. And so Uh if you want to make some kind of, you know, XYZ um, gantry for your own laser cutter or camera slider or whatever, um, you can buy these parts from them. And so I've been going back and uh, redesigning a piece I made that's really big and kind of scaling it down so it does more or less the same thing. But as um, version two is going to be a lot more user friendly. Um, I have this problem where I make these studio tools and I try so hard to get the tool made that once the tool is done, I kind of want to move on, but that's when I'm supposed to be starting, right? So then I'm supposed to make, you know, uh-huh, a whole uh-huh. photography series or a whole this or that. So I'm returning to it and making it much more user-friendly and and so I can carry it around and take it out to environments and stuff. Um, so I, I based it on open builds and then I need to attach parts to it without a lot of clearance uh, because they'll um, grind on the, um, the slider if they stick through these mm-hmm, holes too far. Mm-hmm. So I found mm-hmm. this really yep. nice little thing, I think on Make Magazine or something, where the suggestion was you just take the hole and then you take a uh, hexagon and then uh, print something that's exactly the same size as the hole, at least in terms of the distance between two points on the hexagon. And so that way you've, oh, you're effectively okay. making what are known as crush ribs. So you're not trying to um, stick a you know a cylinder in there that makes contact with the entire bore but rather it just um, these eight little points on the hexagon make contact so they can kind of smush a little bit as you stick it in. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What That's was your cool. question? I I just saw an image that you posted and I um, um, just was curious about your, you know, uh, press fit is um, so 3d printing. I think of as not, it's pretty exact, but it's not quite because mm-hmm. uh, you know, heat and, plastic and all that stuff like things move around um i was just curious about did you have any learnings from um like say you measure the interior diameter of something and so you want something to fit inside there Mm -hmm. did you come up with any rules of thumb or any learnings about like how to make things press fit um successfully yeah i I think it depends on everyone's individual printer right and the Uh, yeah okay so you know like my humidity is different than you and blah 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 i i did really find with the prusa that you really have to clean the bed with alcohol every single time you make a print. Um, Mm -hmm. And even if it's just been sitting around for a day or two and maybe collecting dust or something. Uh, So once, once I figured that out, I got a lot more successful prints, but with, um, 
with mine, I think I had to do, what was it? I had to make my crush ribs like 0.1 millimeters bigger than the hole. But I don't know if that would be the same for every single person's device. I'm going to try it out and see if it works. Yeah. I could send you the design files, but but, uh, OpenBuilt also uh, provides 3D design files for all the stuff they sell. So the nice thing about that, right, is that I can take this mounting plate and instead of trying to measure it all out myself, I can just import the design and then make a 3D print based on that. It seems like there's a lot of really cool stuff you could do with PressFit stuff on a 3D printer. Um, It's so nice to not have to deal with hardware and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. My, My last one is the thing I've talked about before, but... I just started today and I'm really excited about it. Um, I, I got, I, th- I got on eBay an old Panasonic cassette recorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the Panasonic RQ 2102, which is, um, it's the one that looks exactly like maybe, uh, one you discovered in like a locked closet inside of an elementary school. <laughs> like it has that exact, like that gray like orange old peel school vibe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it's really, really old school. Um, I would say if you do look on eBay, uh, the, you could pay $60 or you could pay $20. And I've found that if you just keep searching a little bit, one of the $20 ones will look just as good as the ones that are on for 60. But, um, it takes D batteries, but you can, uh, put those little, uh, double A adapters, uh, kind of slugs in there Mm -hmm. and use regular old rechargeable double A's and it will last for quite some time. What's nice about it is you just you just press record and play at the same time and you, it's got a mic and you just and you just talk. And so I've started talking into mine in my kitchen on a whim when I'm in the kitchen. So let's say I'm making coffee or something like that, I'll just do it. And what's fun is it's not like blogging or even like a diary for me because what happens is I just hit record and then stuff just starts coming out of my mouth, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's not for anyone and I also kind of like that it's not even the thing I can really easily look back at, like a diary. Like, I can't really flip pages, you know? Yeah. It's just capturing my brain. Performative on recording. This. Yeah, yeah. And then I can listen to it at some other point in my life. When it fills up, it fills up, and I'll just do another one. I think I'm just going to, uh, like, a very low-pressure, low-effort uh, uh, brain dump. And so we'll see what happens why, over time. Why not really commit yeah. and just keep recording over the same tape? <laughs> I could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do feel like there will be something interesting at some time. I don't I don't want to give myself a rule. You you you, you said very accurately that I I give myself lots of rules. Um uh, I don't want to give myself the rule of like I need to look at it like a time capsule, like a year later I must look at it or something, mm-hmm. but um I just kind of want to do it and not have to think about it and then just come back to it at some point and see how it goes. I have a fantasy so, yeah. that my child will find our podcast very meaningful, but I, I know that's completely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, it's hard to say, right? Hard to say. Yeah. 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 What prompted this is I've, I've just had random bouts, but more so lately of just how ephemeral digital media is like things like mm-hmm. this podcast, like they're really just, kind of designed to be listened to once and you're done with it and um mm-hmm. i don't know cassette i like the cassette tape it's just like a physical object it's actually like a thing that has just enough value that you wouldn't throw it away randomly on a whim like a like an old usb stick or something uh it's like just purpose-built enough um to be a thing you wouldn't get rid of accidentally so then um, would you but also would you map yeah. that tape to a digital file or does the tape have to stay on the tape 
You know, I, I've, I've been wondering that. I mean, I think, you know, certainly both formats have some limited lifespan things. I think having them, I did have a thought that like maybe when I finished one, I would digitize it. But I also think that maybe, maybe I should just make it as a low effort as possible to capture. What was that? Shoot, Taylor, what was that? There was a documentary about street art and Shepherd Ferry and stuff. And the sort of story premise was this person who just had generated thousands of mini DV tapes and never done anything with them. Oh, I don't know that oh, one. Oh, man. Uh, exit Through the Gift Shop. It was uh, that Banksy documentary. Yeah, I think there was a... It's worth seeing. There was a suggestion yeah. that the entire thing was a put-on, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly could be. Uh, or, yeah. Or that know. Mr. Brain Freeze was actually Banksy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. The, there's a lot of, yeah, intentional obfuscation and weirdness there, mm-hmm. I think. Um but I do like. I think the most interesting thing, right, thing, right, is 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 this person, this kind of concept of someone who just records, records, and records, and then never does anything with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be like a true gift to humanity, right? Is that someone who just does that and doesn't bother doing anything with it, but then lets someone else stumble into it later. So, so maybe we'll you see. need we'll to bury it with instructions on how to resurrect it. I, a la the golden uh-huh. record. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, which uh, which uh, yeah. spacecraft am I thinking of? Which satellite? Voyager. Yeah, uh, Voyager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should you should talk to your uh, JPL bros about making a Voyager too. I think someone did recently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I agree. I think golden. I mean, I think there disc. should be a Voyager record on every spacecraft, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why not? Like, yeah. you know, wait just go for it. You know. Yeah. Right. If you did it all the time, the cost would go way down because it would become just a normal thing that you did, you know, and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have to become like this bespoke thing. But yeah. Plus, it's always good to have different, like, do one that's a cassette tape, do one that's an SD card, do one that's a golden record. Like, wouldn't that increase your chances or something? That golden you know? floppy. Yeah, golden floppy. Oh, man. Oh, Taylor. Oh, that's an, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go there. We'll finish. What? I have. I have a USB floppy drive. I'm just going to say that out loud. Yeah. And it, it works in my Windows uh, computer. Are you, are you, is this like a, something that you admit out of embarrassment or what's the, uh, it just sounds to me like you're prepared. No, the, 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 you know, the tone.js thing got me to thinking about like, maybe I could just have this, these releases of JavaScript files on a floppy disk. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Because they're like these small text files that then get interpreted through the power of the cloud computing into like these fanciful sounds. But the sound itself doesn't need to be stored on the floppy. But then, of course, no one, I mean, the floppy, it's just like. Well, it's like next gen hipsterism. I love it. Where you, you yeah, have to yeah, buy the so. equipment to. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the first and only time I've ever been, um, had my house broken into was in, what was that, like 2000 one maybe or 2000 but i was working Ooh. as a welder and i think i made twelve thousand dollars that year and we lived in st louis in a place that was so cheap i was saving money and <laughs> making twelve thousand dollars a year <laughs> 12 grand yeah and nice. then somebody nice. kicked in our back door while we were at work i was working as a blacksmith and so mm-hmm. i i had to get to work real early and so i got home kind of early and i came back in and um i just left a job where I'd gotten a Christmas bonus that was a hundred dollar bill, and I just could not believe I had a hundred dollar bill. I didn't even know what to do with it, so I just put it in my wow. in my yeah. nightstand, and they stole it. <laughs> and then uh, 
I think they got an external CD burner, and there was literally nothing else in the house that was worth taking. That was it. Wow. Yep. Wow. Ouch. Should have spent my hundred bucks. Something dumb. Yep, you should have. We did it? Are we, are we done? <laughs> we did it. I think we're done. Yeah. Well, dear listener, I hope we gave you something else to think about during these uh, yes. anxiety-inducing times, but know that uh, moving forward, we're going to return to our welcoming a guest format and yep. uh, we're redoubling our efforts to um, get up on social media and re-engage with our yep. audience, which is you. So thanks for sticking with us. Yep. Yep. Uh, tomorrow's the election. Just want to say. Yeah. So the uh, the election is today. So there's still time. It is today. It's oh, today. That's right. So vote. Vote. Yeah. So vote. please ah, go vote. I messed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pause us right now. Re- re-listen to us 15 times in line if you have to, but uh, go do it. Yep. Yep. And if you can dig into that local stuff and vote on that stuff, that stuff is just as important mm-hmm. as as everything else. Yep. So please please go for it. Vote those uh, bum judges out, man. Yep. Yeah, Check with your local bar association so or ballot ready. Really suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where do I start? I'll start here with our Patreon supporters. We'd like to give a shout out to Wesley Ellis, Charlene McBride, Adam Mayer, Deb Chatra, Blondie Hacks, Nick Kantar, Walter Katundu, and David Billhorn. They're our top Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them in our league of Patreon supporter badasses, please go to patreon.com slash to sponsor us. Anything you can donate really helps keep us going. Um, and we're all going to want to just keep on going no matter what happens. <laughs> uh, our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter, or religion, or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. And you can check out our full code of conduct over at our site. Taylor, that's it. Yeah, be good, everybody. See you on the other yep. side. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs>